now listening to the 100% Elite Podcast. Welcome to 100% Elite. I am your host, Jeff Engler, and this is episode 37. Now, I am joined here once again by my co-host, Mr. Zach Preston, a.k.a. Freshly Squeezed Orange Zachity. What's up, buddy? Hey, Jeff. Hello out there to all of our listeners. It's your boy, Freshly Squeezed Orange Zachity. Jeff and I are back here for another week to discuss another great week of AEW content. And as always, before we jump into the content, we are going to take you right into... The ooh. <laughs> um, so the the only news I have this week, uh, everybody's pretty much informed on this is uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated top five hundred wrestlers. Uh, John Moxley is number one this year. Uh, you got Chris Jericho uh, down at number three. Um, I think Adam Cole was number two, right? Uh, yes, it's, sir. It's a big thing for uh, John Moxley, man. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, so, congrats to John Moxley. I know a couple other AEW stars were in the, like the top ten or top twenty, top fifty. Like, there's a lot of a lot of big names in that in that list. So that's that's pretty cool, man. Even uh, Sean Dean, the captain making his way onto that list too. So that was pretty cool. I shouted him out. Um, other than that, the only news I have is Cody uh, dropping that title for a reason. He's uh, shooting a show called Heels um, that will be um, starring Stephen Amell uh, based on it's like a wrestling drama show. I don't know exactly what it's going to be like, but I know Cody's involved and he might be out for like three months. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, what kind of news do you got there, brother? Hey, man. Yeah, I got a couple pieces. Um, one, not really news, but really interesting and noteworthy. We we had kind of mentioned it last week. I don't recall if we were on air or off air, but I don't know if you saw uh, AEW had a huge, huge number at the very beginning as a carryover from the playoffs there in the millions. So um, that was kind of funny to see our, uh, uh, our prediction come true there. But uh, on to wrestling news, interestingly enough, um, over uh, on the WWE side, you know, originally we had uh, Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose at SummerSlam and a hair versus hair match. And last week we had uh, touched on, of course, what everybody knows in the wrestling world uh, happened to her with the uh, attempted abduction. Um, actually, uh, they found out or um, it's big come to light that her lawyers were uh, the ones who really pushed for that change in that match that was originally supposed to be hair versus hair. They said they didn't want her to showing up to court um you know, with a shaved head, which uh, was was pretty interesting um, how that went down. I'm um, also just announced uh, Mike Bennett's going to be challenging Nick Aldis for the ND- NWA World Heavyweight Championship on the 15th of September, I believe. Um, so that's all for the wrestling news. Um, I got one course- more. Th- I got one more thing that I forgot about. Um, so I know we've talked about it before, but the WWE has been um, basically blocking anything that FTR tries to trademark. Um, so now they have, <laughs> now they have blocked, um, uh, no flips, just fists, um, top guys, um, you know, fear the revolt, fear the revival, uh, forever the revival, uh, fuck the revival. Um, pretty much any kind of iteration that they could try to come up with for a name, uh, shatter machine, all of it. They are fighting them tooth and nail. 
They're not going to give them shit, so they're going to have to come up. They might have a either a gimmick, a gimmick change, like name-wise, or just stick with the FTR and don't have like a an actual title. Just call it FTR. I don't even know if they're allowed to call it that. Um, but yeah, I, I just threw that in last minute, but uh, go ahead. Sounds like some pretty petty shit, you know? Oh, dude, it's ridiculous how petty they their team is. I mean, they, they did the same thing with Matt Hardy anytime he tried to leave, uh, Chris Jericho with a bunch of things. Um, John Hell, Ma- Cody Rhodes with his last name has like last name yeah i mean luckily cody got uh dusty Rhodes. he got um the american dream he got the american nightmare he went on like a trademarking spree as soon as the wwe like let up let the contracts uh lasp on a couple things um Mm -hmm. he picked them up so him and conrad yeah on a trademarking spree <laughs> oh yeah, and of course we'd be remiss not to mention the passing of the uh, NWA great Bullet Bob Armstrong. He passed earlier this week. Um, and as I was uh, going to segue into earlier in non-wrestling uh, news, you and I are big uh, Marvel fans. But uh, on the night that we are recording here, it was just announced that Black Panther actor Chadwick Boseman just died, um, which is is very makes me very sad to hear. Again, big Marvel fan. I know you are as well, Jeff. So oh yeah, you know, we get away from get away from wrestling sometimes but that one definitely uh hit close to home for sure i had no idea man you're the you literally just told me so that's absolutely nuts he's a super great actor i i really liked uh black panther i thought it was a good movie uh but i think he's a uh one of those once in a lifetime actors that we probably won't see again um uh you know what i mean but yeah definitely uh uh, feel sorry for his family. Uh, prayers go out to them. Um, yeah, man. Definitely. You want to get into some dark? Yeah, let's get right into dark. Um, this week on dark, uh, there were some good ones. There were some bad ones. Uh, uh, you kind of warned me about the commentary because sometimes I watch dark uh, later in the week. Uh, and it was kind of terrible they were just talking amongst themselves and then would try to get back into the into the action and forget what they're looking at it, it was like they didn't even know who was in the fucking ring uh i don't know i miss excalibur that's for sure uh but match number one was uh storm thomas and dimitri jackson versus the best friends uh and orange cassidy making a little bit of appearance on dark there um Dude, Trent with that tornado DDT always pulling that out. Um, the spear, I, he, I mean, he's got a really good fucking spear. Um, and then the big knee, the double pile drivers, uh, one, two, three, best friends with the win. Uh, looked really aggressive this match. I think they were trying to show off uh, to Proud and Powerful, uh, showing that they're real angry about them messing up his mom's van uh, and getting their clothes bleached, which they never really paid off. I'm kind of sad about that. Like, I was hoping that they would come out in, in bleach gear. Like, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? All splotchy and all the colors, you know, gone and stuff like that. Um, so what did you have on this, man? Yeah, it was uh, uh, actually a pretty pretty nice sprint of a match. Um, again, you kind of mentioned it earlier, really hard to get past some of the commentary um, through these opening segments for sure. Uh, this is, again, a match that you knew going into it. Best Friends is going to be built up to that inevitable match excuse me, that inevitable match with uh, Proud and Powerful that I'm sure we're going to see it all out. 
um they look good here man they they look like a good tag team um you know storm thomas and demetri jackson jackson put up uh, a little bit of a fight but not too much here this was all best friends as you mentioned um you know just kind of hit their best friends moves nice tag matches like you said one two three um, after the pile driver for the win so um this was a you know a dark that was two hours long that had 13 matches so i mean we actually really quickly moved right on into the sean spears uh, versus Jesse Sorensen match. And I'll tell you what, man, this was a really interesting match for me. Um, again, I just had to mute this one because I had to stop listening to these guys. But uh, this Jorensen kid, man, he looked – or Sorensen kid, he looked really good. I say kid. I bet he's older than me. But um, <laughs> he got a lot of offense in here on Spears, which really, really surprised me. Um, I'd never heard of this guy. I don't. I've never seen any of his matches. I still haven't watched anything other um, than what I saw this week. Um, but he definitely looked really good against Spears. Again, Spears ate a lot of offense. Um, you know, that just really surprised me. I'm having a hard time getting past that. Um, but, you know, in the end, Sean Spears coming out with the win, hitting that C4, um, you know, after I think, uh, if I remember correctly, I don't have this note, but I believe that Tully Blanchard got involved at the end with some sort of um, referee distraction or something like that uh, before he hit the C4. So, um after that, I they get, uh, Blanchard gave something that uh, like a metal Sean Spears bar. put into his glove. Yeah, yeah. it was. I, it looked like a flat piece of metal, and he kind of paraded around the ring for a little bit, like for a little longer than I expected. That was kind of awkward. Um, it seemed like they didn't know what to do with the ref in there or whatever, but they eventually got him out of the ring, and he kind of open hand palm striked um, Sorensen for all of his efforts. So Sorensen looked good here. It was this his debut for AEW. Uh yeah, I mean he had a huge cutter there too, man. It looked pretty uh pretty decent. Uh but yeah, Sean but Spears was with really cool. big chops. Well, big chops. They they traded some big chops, but mm-hmm. yeah, Sean Spears got a bunch there in the beginning. You know what I did think the announce team did a good job though, so I will give them kudos for this is they put over this dude's surgically repaired neck, which of course we wouldn't know going into this most of the casual viewers. Um, so good job, to, good job on them for that. It kind of showed why Spears was targeting the neck there. Um, but overall, pretty strong match. What'd you have on this one? I like this one. Um, it you know C four for the win. They still are calling it the Death Valley Driver. I don't know if they're just changing all these people's finishers or if we're not going to have names anymore, um, <laughs> or they just don't know them. Uh, the loaded glove gimmick. It, it's you know obviously over for me. I I love it. It gives purpose it gives uh you know sean spears a little bit more aggression at the end of his matches um i'm a big fan of sean spears i know there's some people out there who don't really see it but it's it's in between all the moves i've said this a million times where he's got all that charisma and character and he can really tell a story i mean that sean spears like news network stuff um was amazing i mean absolutely amazing and i i don't know i just think he needs to get off dynamite i tweeted at tony khan put this motherfucker in a storyline yeah yeah get off of dark and put him on dynamite in a storyline get him on the pay-per-view like he is a top guy he needs to be he needs to just be in a storyline that's it you can't just throw him into matches he's a storyteller he can cut promos give him a live mic have him. Uh, I think he's probably waiting to get thrown into this FTR Tully 
tree. I mean, I think they're going to be the new trio. Sean Spears and the you know FTR versus uh, Kenny and and the Bucks. You know how dope of a match that would fucking be. That would be yeah, so I, sweet. I don't think there's I don't think there's any chance that Hangman doesn't end up with FTR. I mean, we'll get to that soon enough. Yeah. But, I mean, definitely a nice match. Uh, the next match on the card was Red Velvet versus Mel. Um, I actually really liked this match, man. It Mel is a brute, like, just straight up. She's huge. She towered over this girl. She was bigger than the ref. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, Big the, girl. But the splits choking in the corner was really dope from Velvet. Um I really liked it. It showed a little bit of a uh, little bit of a bad side from her, uh, but you know that big side slam from fucking Mel was. I mean, it, that thing that thing looked like it hurt, especially how tall she is, uh, slamming her down like that. But um, tossing her by her hair was cool, and then that choking spinebuster that she does. If I, uh, you know, if Excalibur was here, he'd probably tell me what the fuck it's called, uh, but you know, nobody else knew. Uh, <laughs> but I'm liking Mel more and more each time that I, I see her in the ring in these enhancement matches. She obviously needs them to get a little bit more, uh, you know, just a little bit more under her belt. Uh, so what do you have on this? Yeah, I like this match, man. I, I actually really like red velvet as well. Really happy to see Mel get the win here. I think she's unfortunately been a victim of, I want to say jobbing cause it's, it's kind of an offensive term, but like, She's her role as of late has been to be the loser. So it was really nice to see um, a woman of her talent, like really, you know, get some steam and get the win here because she is actually a very talented wrestler. Um, believable, obviously, uh, as being someone that can rattle off wins, like somebody that looks eye to eye with Nyla. And especially as Nyla's actually lost weight, you know, like they're becoming closer. And as far as size is concerned, so like I said, she's got the look, you know, that could be a champion you know that we need to see some more of her character um and we need to see i would say like a bigger move set uh, but other than that she looked really good here man um so i like the match i was happy with it um so yeah we moved on from that we had a commercial for AEW heels of course and we don't need to go over that again <laughs> um <but> the next <laughs> the next match on dark um was the lance archer versus the unfortunate soul um, who was at the end of this beating D three. <laughs> um, I feel so bad. Well, before even that, man, he took this big dude and was like beating him up start like out from the ramp. I don't know if you recall that, but like it's sunny it's days. Poor kid. Just, who is that? His name is sunny days. I don't know if you remember him in the battle Royale, at, like the first pay-per-view, uh, but he no, has like, he has yellow face paint with like black on it. Um, and he's yeah. got, he kind of has like a, a ripped up white jacket um, but his name huh. is Sunny Days. He's like part of uh, DDP's uh, like little camp. I'm sure Jake knows and brought him out because they all kind of oh, like gotcha. live in the same house or around or something. But yeah, that's, gotcha. that's well, that was is. pretty funny. So there was a couple poor souls starting with uh, that Sunny Days guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, then he moved. Then he set his attention to D3, and you know he is like begging D3 to hit him. And finally, he took his damn shirt off to wrestle. I was like, this dude's a monster. He's got to stop wrestling with this shirt on, seriously. Um, you know, you just it's just not an intimidating look. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want somebody who's supposed to be, like, a big dude 
and like an intimidating force like make him look like that so in any case uh d3 got uh, like a smidgen of offense in but this is all lance archer the whole way i mean just dominated dominated him with strikes um body slammed him threw him into the turnbuckle choke slam like you know had the pin after that choke slam pulling d3 shoulders up um like i said he gets that smidgen of offense but i, I you know going for that moonsault that he just kind of like sidestepped and was like oh look at like swatting a fly out of midair it was uh <laughs> and then he's just like okay i've had enough and then he hits the blackout and it's like just stop there after the blackout i don't get this like ebd call thing man i don't like it um but just slamming his head against the mat a bunch and then um, pinning like him. i say he's yeah still, he i don't still pins him. i don't understand that i don't stand understand that i don't, I don't think that's a vicious looking ending. I think the blackout is a vicious looking ending, but uh, in any case, he picks up the win after the uh, blackout and head smashes into the canvas. Um, poor D3. He pretty much got nothing in here. What'd you have on this? Um, I mean, I not really a whole lot, just a huge, I mean, that choke slam was fucking huge, man. It was monstrous. He should have ended the match there. Uh, it shouldn't always be every match. He ends in the blackout EBD call every single time. And the EBD right. call is stupid. He should just stick with the blackout. Right. And uh, seems like some of these guys, because he had, they're, they have so much height up there, they get really scared. Uh, the guy on Dynamite looked like he was terrified taking that front flip uh, bump <laughs> for the blackout, man. Um, but that's all I had on this match. It was all right. Nice little uh, another fucking enhancement match for Lance Archer, where he's just killing a you know local talent worker guy i don't know the, I, we'll, we'll talk about his uh his little storyline that they have going on here uh on dynamite but uh the next match was uh dr luther versus serpentigo versus the initiative no dr luther and they were, serpentigo. They were teaming together yes <laughs> well, i don't know i said versus uh the initiative <laughs> so I have a problem with this match. Why the fuck is the initiative losing to Luther and Serpentico? This doesn't, I mean, I don't know. I fucking hate Luther, dude. He was garbage. Um, but yeah, dude, Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon need to get on, get on dynamite, get a win. Uh, just, there was that huge springboard elbow from Brandon Cutler that looks so fucking clean. It looks so good. They they have a, a, a solid move set. They have great tag team uh, like uh, awareness. Uh, it, it's just they look great, man. I, I really like this team. I, I hope they uh, get a push or storyline that's not just them losing all the time. I mean, they they've looked a million times better since they first started wrestling. Especially Brandon Cutler. He was really green, and now he's uh. Now he's doing good. In my, I mean, he almost had a couple wins there, uh, but you know, double team for the the win caused from Peter hitting uh, Brandon Cutler with a book. Uh, but what did you have on this man? Yeah, man, I uh, I got I got to share in those um, sentiments with you, man. I was really really disappointed that they uh, didn't take the opportunity to give the initiative the win here. I really like these guys; they're working hard and. 
You know, it's not that Serpentico isn't working hard. It's not that I guess Luther isn't working hard. It's just like, why? You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make any sense. I think that those is it's a directionless like two singles who like don't make any sense together. You have a masked luchador and you know a a deathmatch guy. So it's just like okay, um, I understand sometimes odd couple pairings work works, but these guys don't. So I don't understand them getting the win here. Um, obviously, uh, you mentioned the book, uh, the mishap there leading to the uh, victory for um, Serpentico and Luther. You would tend to think that you're going to start to see some of the cracks forming in that relationship, which will probably eventually lead to the one-on-one match that we've been um, thinking was going to happen. Uh, but, you know, hey, who knows? You know, Maybe they'll go the other way, and then they'll just highlight this losing streak and They'll face somebody like the Young Bucks, and it's supposed to be like you know some foregone conclu- conclusion, and they pick up an upset victory that sets them on this like you know streaking star through the night kind of rise. You know who kind of who knows what they'll do with their storyline. But again, the book lends itself to uh, mishap, lends itself to thinking they're gonna you know go one on one these days. As far as the action is concerned, um, I liked it from the initiative, man. Uh, Peter Avalon hits this like sit out tiger bomb on Serpentico that I thought was really really sweet. Uh, you mentioned that springboard elbow. Um, Luther didn't really do much here. He just kind of like moved around the ring and like choked some people and like screamed. It is weird. Yeah, dude. I just I I hate it so much. Like it's just it's like offensive. Not offensive. I don't know. I it's just not my cup of tea. So I just you know just not my cup of tea. So in any case, they pick up the win here over the initiative. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. I really thought they were going to get the initiative the win here, man. But uh, uh, they have other plans. So uh, we moved on into the always lovely to hear her voice like a beautiful singing bird in the morning. Vicky Guerrero with Nyla Rose. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Excuse me. Versus Kyla King. (laughs) Um, Which, you know, what was exactly what we expected. It was going to be a dominant performance for Nyla Rose. This company obviously loves her. Um, They keep giving her like chance after chance to be like a dominant force and like if she's not losing the match like she's always winning in dominant fashion you know what i'm saying like she doesn't really have these matches that like push her like on a technical basis unless again like she'd have brought out the best in her um, but this was no different you know kylan king uh, you know that poor girl she attempted to get some offense in you know she went for that cross body she got caught um kind of paid for it then <laughs> around the ring post um, she had this like vicious spine buster that got her a two count. Um, you know, she tried for that roll up after that, but pretty much um, she hit that. She kind of picked her up for a Samoan drop at t- near the end of this match, which I actually thought was pretty damn impressive. Um, Kylan King, you, you know, she definitely looks like a strong person, but like not, I did not think she was going to be able to lift up Nyla Rose. So that was kind of pretty cool. But, um, you know, she got shoved off the top rope by Vicky Guerrero. Nyla Rose hits the beast bomb for the one, two, three. Um, then after that, we have this lovely. I don't. Do you have this uh, promo? This Vicky Guerrero promo? I would never. I would. <laughs> oh, you don't want to grace us with that dove-like voice? No. Uh, <laughs> vicious vixens. That's it. Promo done. Yeah, yeah. They. <laughs> she essentially names them the the vicious vixen. Does cut a nice little promo about how Nyla symbolizes like fear and destruction and yada yada. But what do you have on this book? Uh, dude, I love Kylan King, man. I think she's got it. I think she's got that it factor. She looks great. 
She's been here uh, on dark, killing it for the women's division. They'd be stupid not to pick her up. Because, uh, I mean, that girl just picked up fucking Nyla Rose. Obviously, she jumped a little bit. You know, I know how things work. But <sighs> she looks good, man. I'm telling you. She either needs to be in a tag team with somebody once the tag division gets up and running. Or be a singles competitor. She's She's got it. I think she needs a little bit of a gimmick change, though. She's the queen of crazy, Kylan King. She needs to play off that King name. That's just, it's right there for the taking. So, um, I don't know. All in all, this is a good match. Nyla Rose obviously uh, hitting the huge spine buster and that beast bomb. The beast bomb has always been good. That sit out power bomb, you know, when she uh, took out the likes of uh, Rio and like every other girl in the women's division. Um but yeah, man, it was an all right match. Uh, I still like Kylan King over Nyla Rose, though. I just think she's tall. She's got, um, she's from Ohio, man. Fuck it, Ohio representing. So uh, <laughs> the next match, man, was the Gun Club versus Baron Black and Frank Stone. Uh, I know you kind of said Frank Stone was just like another big guy in this match. To me, man, he kind of stood out. Uh, so did, so did Baron Black, man. I think both of these guys actually stood out to me. Um, that tilt a tilt a whirl slam was pretty dope from Frank Stone. Um, but that hip toss cutter thing that, uh, Austin Gunn is doing as his finisher is really fucking innovative. I've never seen something like that. It's really cool. Uh, you know, he goes in for that hip toss and just pulls away with that cutter out of nowhere and it is uh, actually called the quick draw. So Taz yes. actually naming something other than uh, Ricky Stark's move, the quick draw. So that's pretty cool, man. Uh, I definitely like that. Austin Gunn's uh, growing on me. We don't really need to see Billy Gunn wrestle unless he's in a tag uh, match with his son. So um, what do you have on this before we get to the, the good stuff? <laughs> Oh, maybe I'll go slow so we never get to it. <laughs> just just for you. Yeah, man. I um you know, actually as far as the tag team is concerned, I did think like Frank Stone and uh, Baron Black looked like the better tag team. They were tagging early and often on this isolated Austin Gunn, like very good, uh, you know, classic tag team psychology. Um but uh that yeah, uh, very impressive. Um like you said, um baron black at that uh inverted atomic drop that cool belly to back um you know obviously billy comes in with a hot tag um austin gets back in and hits that quick draw like you said for a one two three um i'm happy to see austin gun get the win here i really am we have been talking about that in weeks past like why is billy gun getting airtime why is he getting the wins i think this was the uh the right move here for austin gun to pick up the win um he definitely looks like he has a bright future uh, but he definitely needs to get more to his backstory than just being Billy Gunn's kid. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't tell a good enough in-ring story at this point in his career to, you know, with to, like stand on its own. We definitely need a reason to care about Austin Gunn outside of Billy Gunn. So um, let's see. There is a women's match next, but we'll move past that to proud and powerful. Get the fuck out of here. Uh. <laughs> That's all right. So next, no, no, I'll take this. I'll take the lead here. We had the Heather Monroe versus the always lovely Penelope Ford. 
accompanied by Kip Sabian. That guy, you got better get that guy away from your girl, dude. I don't know. He's you wearing a, get him. He's wearing a crop top. I'm not really worried about him. Oh, <laughs> uh, you ain't worried about that. Yeah. So you know, Penelope Ford being the you know the more well known one, obviously here, but I, Heather Monroe really really impressed me in this match. I thought, you know, not only did she sell well when Penelope Ford was getting the offense, and she got some great offense in herself you know she got a couple of near falls uh some two counts on penelope ford um you know she had that you know that small package that schoolgirl pin uh two count there she hit that straight jacket lung blower for another two count um but then of course uh penelope ford you know getting out of the way of that hitting the backflip elbow then hitting the fisherman suplex for the one two three yeah like i said good match um it was a kind of a sprint penelope ford looked great but i I really liked Heather Monroe here. I think this girl definitely has a bright future. What'd you have on this? Um, God, I love her. Um, dude, the gut buster that she does. I really enjoy that gut buster. It's pretty, it's a pretty dope little move. Obviously she does that like, uh, um, the gymnastics, uh, stuff into the corner of the, the springboard. Uh, it's not springboard. You know what the fuck I'm saying? Cartwheels. I don't know. She's too hot, man. I don't know. Handspring backflip. (laughs) Yeah, handspring backflip. I can't think when I'm uh, watching her matches. Uh, But anyways, Fisherman Suplex for the win. Very sweet and short. uh, Penelope Ford is. But the match was uh, halfway decent. Um, I don't know. That's oh, you I just have. thought you give commentary to the match quickly, huh? <laughs> uh, I want to move on to this uh, Proud and Powerful versus the Metro Bros. Um, dude, this match showed me how underutilized Santana and Ortiz is. They oh, look yeah. so oh, yeah. fucking good here, man. Ortiz starts off this match so great. Like, he was straight, I mean, technical as shit. It, there was no goofy stuff. He looked fantastic. He looked really fucking good here. I really like the way um, they kind of put him on a stage. Uh, you know, the freaking San- the Santana with those chain snap suplexes, like an ode to like Eddie. The three amigos. Yeah, yes, dude. The three amigos. That was really fucking cool. I really enjoyed that, uh, like a lot. And then that sit-out powerbomb super kick for the win. Um, <laughs> they said... Uh, on commentary tabs, was like I asked them if they they got a name for this, and they said no. We're, we're just doing it and winning. And I'm like, okay, Taz, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You didn't ask him shit. <laughs> they should just call it the doing it and winning it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the best friends attack. Um, you know, suplex on the can, uh, kind of a street fight, going to the outside, and then it just cuts off. Like what the fuck. Are we going to get an end to that on the next week's dark or why did this end? They were go they were going off into the parking lot. Like why didn't we follow them fighting? Why didn't this continue? <laughs> they even promised us like a, a long time ago. Remember the street fight that they were supposed to have? Maybe it was against the Lucha Bros. Uh and that's why it's a little different, but I thought it was Santana and Ortiz for some I don't know. Um but yeah, what what did you have on this match before we move on to the absolute Ricky Starks match? Dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Ortiz looking great at the beginning. Santana getting the tag in, hitting the three amigos. Um, 
you know, Metro Bros got a little offense here in the middle, but you talked about the ending sit out power bomb to uh face kick, but he Santana hit this power bomb prior to that. That just I don't know which Metro Bro he hit it on, but just like looked so devastating. I mean, just like I was like, how the hell did that guy's neck like not get whiplash? He got slammed so hard <laughs> into the canvas, dude. It was crazy. They look great, man. They're they're an underutilized tag team. We know it. We talk about it. We, you know, we're big supporters of uh, Proud and Powerful. So, uh, more Proud and Powerful, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the brawl to end it was cool, but like you said, um, the cliffhanger of that just seemed very um, oddly placed. So, um, I think that they should be wrestling it all out. I know there's going to be a match on Dynamite next week where the winning team like faces each other in a tag match at at all out, but. Um, as of now, I don't think Proud and Powerful has been they're not. I'm looking at the match card right now. Um, so we'll see if that ends up getting added next week to the card. I presume it will, and I think it'll probably end up being a street fight or something like that or like a parking lot brawl. Um, it just seems to kind of be heading that way. But uh, a great match overall, great tag match. So as you mentioned, we are going to move on to the next match versus the absolute Ricky Stark, Starkman Jones versus the captain. Salute him. Sean Dean, this match obviously meant to care or uh, to showcase Ricky Starks. Man, this dude is a <laughs> this dude is just a uh, just impressive. He's just super impressive, man. I uh, I, I love his shtick. I think he's sticking to the storyline. He's doing this mocking Darby Allen thing. Um, you know, Taz obviously putting that over on commentary. Sean Dean, uh, you know, much like the rest of these matches on Dark so far, kind of getting a little offense there in the middle. Um, he gets that nice DDT, uh, but Ricky Starks, you know, no selling at the one count uh, with the grabbing the ropes there. Uh, what, and then he hits that uh, finisher. They're calling the Rochambeau to get the victory here. Pretty quick match. Um, again, I like Ricky Starks, man. He's just got it. What would you have on this? Um, did you get a chance to listen to the Unrestricted podcast? Uh, I have not. Uh, so Ricky Starks is the uh, podcast this week. Uh, I suggest you guys go listen to that one too. He kind of dives into where he's been, the NWA stuff, how he got offered the contract, um, and basically how he went in there hoping that that TNT title shot was going to be just like a one-off and that he would like build all the buzz and raise his price on the indies and blah, blah, blah. And he never expected anything to happen out of that match and everybody just kind of after just go listen to it it's way better yeah that sounds him. <laughs> it's really sounds really good yeah it's awesome uh i love ricky starks man he's he's won me over i can't wait until he comes out with some merch so i can buy his fucking t-shirts like i'm all in on ricky starks he can cut a promo like the best of them you give him a live mic and he will go off the dome um he's great in the ring uh, the guy's favorite wrestler is the undertaker and you always talk about how he works like a big man uh but he's that cruiserweight look and feel and he's fast and that's because he learned a lot of the big guy moves first because obviously his favorite wrestler is undertaker so now it all makes sense to me hmm. why he oh, yeah. works that way so it's it's a pretty cool all-around thing that rochambeau is a cool fucking move I'm glad he's picking up wins here. I cannot wait to see. Uh, we'll talk about it more when we get to Dynamite, but what they have in store for Ricky Starks. The next match um, <laughs> was Marco Stunt versus Jake Hager. Uh, it was a beatdown on Marco. 
uh, and then a, that choke hold for the win. Uh, what are they calling his? What is that finisher again? Um, I'm not helpful. The triangle choke just it's like uh, he's like an Uranagi and an arm triangle. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought they had a name for it, but um, just putting uh, Marco to sleep, man, and then beating him down some more. It was. I don't know why the like who the fuck put this match together. It doesn't even make sense. Like why? Why kill Marco stunt again? Yeah, dude. I I when they <laughs> announced this match, I was just I was just like why? Like what is the point? I mean, you know, there there comes a time like you know the folks like Hornswoggle and you know other lovable little guys, uh, you know, throughout the years where it's just was meant to be a comedic segment but these you know he does have some like comedic segments you know where he's like evading you know the way bigger guy but you know they people are supposed to take marco's stunt as a wrestler seriously but just like what was the point man it's just like there is no believable way on this earth that marco stunt was ever gonna do get a victory here do any damage to hager and this was always gonna be a bloodbath and that's what it ended up being um yeah, that was just a, a, a pretty sad match, I thought. Um, obviously, trying to do the heel stuff, attacking him after, and Jurassic Express uh, coming out, making the save. Um, he did hit that knee uh, before he escaped, and um, yeah, that's kind of how that segment ended. We uh, moved on to the next segment where uh, Jeff gets his wish, and he gets a double dose of Penelope Ford. That's two <laughs> helpings of Penelope Ford and one dark, as we have Frankie Kazarian, versus kip sabian um this was a, a pretty good match actually man um i actually did not this is a match going into it i did not know who was gonna uh win here um they had some back and forth at the beginning um you know <laughs> kip sabian was the first one to get the uh upper hand after that oklahoma roll uh, penelope Ford doing her heel stuff getting involved early um getting kit letting kip sabian get the upper hand here um, kind of doing what he needed to do. He was never going to overpower Frankie Kazarian, um, who's clearly the bigger guy here. So he was kind of using some submission holds um, and what have you here. Uh, like I said, just a nice little back and forth match. And nothing like stood out to me as like super impressive in this match. Uh, Kazarian ends up getting the win. Uh, he hits a Scorpion Death. Like I, it was kind of like a modified Scorpion Death drop. It, it, it didn't look like a legit Scorpion Death drop, but kind of give you the. Uh, the vibe of one. I don't know if they had a name for that thing at all, but uh, what'd you have on this match? I thought this match was actually really great, man. Um, you had uh, Kip Sabian and Frankie Kazarian, which uh, Kazarian is a, he's a hard hitting guy, man. When he wants to be, he's real stiff. This was a long fucking match. Uh, you know, you had that reverse DDT from Kip. Um, and I, man, I just really liked it. I really did. I like Frankie Kazarian. Keep the damn hair. Don't shave your head anymore. <laughs> you look a million times younger. Uh, you look way better. And he he looks like he's going to start getting his, his, uh, his stride here as a singles competitor, man. He's had a couple matches, and I'm really pumped for what he's got in store. But, yeah, Penelope Ford, double dose, man. Uh I, I like two this. scoops. Yeah, two scoops. Uh, but we move right into the main event of Dark. Um, TH2 versus Sonny and Joey. 
uh, Sonny looked way better in this match. Uh, he really did. Um, you know, we had that weird roll-up from Jack Evans again for the win, uh, pinning one Sonny. But, and Helico and uh, Jack Evans really working well together. We always know that they do, but uh, I missed the hybrid too. I've said that a million times now, I feel like. Uh, it's just, they're, they're a nice little uh, change of pace. I'm, especially from Dynamite this week, I don't know if it's just Joey or maybe maybe it's just Joey and Sonny together. I, I'm just, I'm not in on it anymore. It's just a weird, like, I don't, I just don't think they have good chemistry. Like, uh, like their styles are so opposite, but not in like a Matt and Jeff Hardy kind of way because they still kind of had a cohesive like thing. Maybe if they wore like the exact same gear and, you know, did like some normal tag team moves together and just worked a little bit more snug together, it'd, it'd be more believable. But as of right now, I'm like kind of over it. What do you got? I agree, man. I was, I will say, um, if you're listening back to uh, within the past couple of months, we have been high on Joey Janela. I'm definitely out on Joey Janela at the moment. Um, I just, I did get it and now I don't get it. And I think it's because he's not doing this, like you know, he's doing his frenetic stuff, but like the matches themselves, like aren't very frenetic. He is definitely works better in that, like, you know, Falls count anywhere, like, you know, anything can happen kind of matches, you know, where he can just be flying over things and through things and, you know, kind of using the uh, environment around him. He's definitely a guy that works better outside of the ring as far as I'm concerned. Um, Sonny Kiss did look great here. That 450 was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I know you like TH2, and I, I definitely think you're right. They definitely do bring a good change of pace. Um you know, they definitely bring a style as far as the tag team is bringing that no one else is bringing at the moment. I'm just not a big fan of them. I think, uh, you know, I again, I just I I probably haven't given them time like I should to, you know, allow them to grow on me. Um, this match didn't really do anything for me. I like the match. It was a fine enough match. Uh, like I said, Sunny Kiss looking great here, hitting the moonsault, hitting the 450. Definitely looked more comfortable in the ring, as you mentioned earlier. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was uh, – 13 matches on dark in two hours. It, it kind of felt like drinking out of a fire hose kind of dark, a lot going on, um, which might not always be a good thing. So, um, yeah, other than that, uh, that was dark. I think we're going to um, time to get into class, right? Time to take these guys to school. <laughs> yeah, it's time for the official homework of the week. So my homework for this week, since Cody is going to be gone, is actually a great match. It is one Adam Cole from NXT versus the American Nightmare Cody for the Northeast Wrestling World title. Um, the Prince of Wrestling. I can't believe you forgot that. He is the Prince of Wrestling. But uh, back then, he's just the American Nightmare Cody. Um, so that's Adam Cole versus Cody for the new championship, Northeast Wrestling. That's new. So, uh, what do you got there, buddy? Um, yeah, actually, I'm going to go with um, 
from WWF Royal Rumble back in 2000, the debut of a one Taz taking on Kurt Angle. So Taz making his uh, WWF debut, uh, going toe-to-toe with uh, the guy with three eyes, Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist. Oh, it's true, it's true, it's damn true that he took the L to a one Taz on a great debut. Fun little match. It's under 10 minutes, so you don't have to – you know, donate too much of your time to watching it, but you can find it on Daily Motion. I think a couple other sites. Just type in WWF Royal Rumble 2000 Taz versus Kurt Angle, and you will find it. So that was the homework of the week. Now let's get right into Dynamite. Um, Dynamite this week started off super fucking hot. It was the tag team gauntlet match. Uh, the Bucks and the Natural Nightmares started this thing off. Uh, Matt Jackson is fucking amazing, man. Uh, we had like every single good spot that you could think of. The the Young Bucks just pulling out all the fucking stops. Um, you know, super kick party. You had the BTE trigger for the win over the Natural Nightmares. The Bucks advance versus the Best Friends. Now, the Best Friends really put a hurting in on uh the young bucks man i was really surprised they got in a lot of good offense uh you know we thought the fucking uh we thought the young bucks were going over man they had so many opportunities to go to get the pin and then uh fucking hangman dude hangman holding nick jackson's leg uh preventing him from hitting the the Meltzer driver uh and costing them the fucking match trent rolling up matt in the ring and now the best friends move on and and they're a dead best friends at this point so we don't get that ftr young bucks match just yet uh but the you know ftr comes out uh and just attacks hard man uh earlier on uh chuck uh kind of hurt his leg a little bit from like a uh, I don't know exactly what he heard it on. Maybe that avalanche suplex. Um, but FTR really going after his leg, man. Dax really honing in on that hurt, wounded animal uh, of Chuck. And he uh, ends up tapping from uh, Dax, man. It just really sinking in the wind. So that means FTR is going to face Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page for the tag team titles. You already have FTR getting a title shot. Uh, so this is really cool. Really good storytelling, man. Hangman Adam Page turning. Uh, I don't think he's turning heel quite yet. I think uh, we got to see what happens between him and uh, one Hang or bleh, Kenny Omega. What did you have on all this chaotic awesomeness? Yeah, man. A great chaotic start to Dynamite, like you said. A whole lot to digest here. Natural Nightmares kicking it off with the Young Bucks. Nice little back and forth. Not too much to digest in the action here. Um, You know, it kind of went as we thought it was going to go down. Young Bucks picking up the win with the BTE trigger for the first fall. Best Friends following up the uh, Natural Nightmares. This was actually a pretty decent little back and forth that the uh, Young Bucks and Best Friends had. Best Friends are a good tag team, man. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Kind of involved in a few different storylines here. Surprisingly, I really, really did think that they were going to give us FTR versus Young Bucks, but I'm really glad that they didn't yet. I'm glad that they did not spoil it on a 
gauntlet match like this. Like they deserve, uh, you know, a chance to have just a tag match between the two of them and give them space to breathe and put on a nice match. So it all in all, probably a really good decision not to rush it. You mentioned earlier the surprise. I did not think it was going to be that overt hangman costing them. I thought it was going to be a lot more subtle, um, more of a circumstantial kind of costing, not just so overtly to like grab his leg and prevent the Melter driver, as you alluded to earlier, just really, really caught me off guard. I didn't buy the acting. His face, like, which was obviously supposed to give you the feelings like, man, he's maybe second guessing himself. He's feeling remorseful. It's just really interesting that they're doing that with the storytelling, because I think he made it really clear from the start. And this is something that we're going to touch on, obviously, later. Uh, he made it very clear that like that he was not part of this. So it, it just really I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking like, you know, you've already proclaimed like what your intentions were here. Why are you all of a sudden like pretending that that hurts you or that that cares about that you care about that? I don't know. It just that part of it seems a little bit inconsistent. So the overt, you know, caused costing of the match was just very surprising to me. So, again, we'll have more to say about that later. Uh, I, I What I will say about the FTR best friends portion of this, I believe due to that knee injury uh, to Chuck Taylor, like this match really didn't ever get a chance to be anything other than kind of disjointed uh, FTR obviously dominating here at the end. And that's, what they're meant to do uh, coming out with Tully Blanchard. Uh, those jackets were sweet. I loved that Dax's jacket was just a, an ax with the letter D coming out of it for Dax. I thought that was a really cool touch um, matching jackets. It's interesting that we have not heard Sean Spears talk on this. You know, I mean, Tully is all in with FTR, very obviously. It very much seems strange that uh, that really hasn't been touched on. Are we supposed to assume one way or the other? I don't know. You know, so in any case, you mentioned it, FTR picking up the win. Um, Dax, uh, you know, getting the um, uh, tap out with the knee bar there. Um, yeah, man, I think this is what we all expected. We're going to get FTR uh, versus... Um, you know, Hangman and Omega for the titles. And uh, we'll get into the all-out card later in this match of what's been announced since uh, we won't have a chance to talk to you with, um, together before then. So we'll give our predictions for the matches announced so far, and we'll get into that. So anyway, at All Out, we now know we will indeed have FTR against Hangman and Omega, like I said. So um, great start to uh, Dynamite here. We moved on to a pre Tape vignette of Darby Allen jumping off of uh, another big thing uh, with that bridge into the <laughs> water. Big thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many big things is he going to jump off of? He's, you know, done the coffin drop from the uh, ledge into that big foam pit. He's jumping off a bridge saying he's not afraid of Stark Man Jones, Ricky Starks. Um, just kind of, you know, a very Darby, Al Darby Allen esque uh, vignette. So um, we moved from there into Lance Archer. Versus of another poor soul, Sean Maluda. Uh, <laughs> this might have been even more of a squash than his dark match squash. I mean, he destroyed Sean Maluda, but he ate it. He ate it. Um, he took it like a champ. He sold, man. He looked devastating up until that damn EBD claw. Like, just end it with that blackout. Did you see Sean Maluda like after he ate that blackout? Like, that just looked brutal like that's what i'm just saying end he, it there he looked like he oh was in man agony um oh, he gets so much hype but 
this is not the meat of this segment. Yeah. Lance screw, Archer screw all of a match. sudden is a beast again. Yes, let's <laughs> move on. So out comes Taz. After Jake after Jake Roberts cuts a nice little uh promo talking about the casino battle royale at all out, which I'm very excited to see. I love the all out battle royale because it kind of gives you an idea who's gonna be the one to challenge Mox. <laughs> Did I give away my prediction? Um <laughs> You know, Jake cutting a nice little promo saying Archer's going to win and Archer's saying everybody dies. Um, you know, I, are Team Taz coming down to the ring. Damn, this was really cool. Uh, Taz cutting a promo on, on Brian Cage, of course. Um, well, on both of the guys. Uh, he's pretty much saying one of them are going to win this thing. Darby Allen comes out, blah, 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 doing their thing. He attacks um, Ricky Starks as we got to but then the ending scene of this is brian cage lifting his ftw championship in lance archer's face and that is a match ladies and gentlemen that i want to see i want to see these two big dudes just beat the shit out of each other that is like an old school classic wrestling match that i want to see what'd you have on that freaking darby allen kicked ricky starks out of his shoes and his glasses he kicked him. He drop kicked him so hard he flipped out of his freaking loafers or his gator shoes, whatever they were. Uh, <laughs> thought it was really funny. Really good spot here. Uh, Taz, Team Taz, they build assassins. Um, you can actually watch Lance Archer versus Brian Cage already. Um, it's in an indie match. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this man. Obviously, we we like all the participants. Uh, that are going to be in this all-out challenge because it seems like this year there isn't going to be a bunch of like random people who you know are going to lose. Uh, we'll get to it a little bit later. Who else uh, we already know is going to be in this uh, Casino Battle Royale, but I'm really excited, man. So as of right now, you got uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Lance Archer, and... Uh, Darby Allen all going to be in that casino battle Royale. Um, after this, we had this MJF promo. Um, this MJF promo was, uh, you know, more of his, um, capping on Lee Johnson, walking down a hallway, <laughs> uh, just being a, a straight dickhead <laughs> with his fucking Walker pretending like he's hurt. <laughs> MJF is right. literally a genius dude. He's such a genius. Do you have anything on this, or do you want to get right into this uh, this amazing news that we're getting? Are you when you say news? Which are you? You're not talking about the uh, Thunder Rosa and Cheetah match, are you? Oh fuck yeah, dude! Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was ready to jump into. No, 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 fuck all that. Yo, I'm hyped for this match. I'm super, super hyped for this Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa match. At all out for only the AEW Women's Champion so Championship. This is going to be a great fucking match, man. What do you think? Oh man, I wish they would have the NWA title uh, up for grabs and just go all yeah. on this partnership. Uh, have it Sheeta be two belt Sheeta. Oh man, that would be so fucking cool. But I'm really glad uh, NWA is at least lending talent now. Uh, I remember listening to Billy Corgan on a couple interviews couple podcasts where he's kind of it was almost like he was talking down about AEW and the product and all that stuff and it's kind of funny that AEW is kind of bailing 
them the fuck out right now. And also taking a couple of their uh, people that they left on the table, you know, Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston. Uh, so who knows? Who knows what else uh, may come? Because as of right now, NWA Power is really not allowed to run shows, I don't think, where they're at. But uh, No, but you know Cody's got a soft spot for NWA. So, you know, I'm not surprised that he's doing what he can to give back to the wrestling community that gave so much to his family in general, you know. That's why the belt is red. Uh, uh, the original NWA TV championship uh, was mm-hmm. red, gold, and white gold. Yeah, the one his, one his father helped make famous. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the whole model based off the TNT title. So, mm-hmm. uh, But let's move right out of uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa versus... Uh, this contract signing man this by the way mark dude i'm sorry i'm gonna real quick mark my words because i want to get it in now that's gonna be that's i think that's gonna steal the show that match is gonna steal the show at all out i mean i hope so man i really hope so i hope they uh pull a banger out and just go to town man um but this sorry to interrupt no you're good buddy uh this john moxley and mjf contract signing was the best contract signing i've ever watched like, this is how you do it. This is how you get people invested into a fight here. Um, MJF really playing on that. Uh, you know, poor me, poor me. You got smart Mark Sterling, Dr. Silverballs, um, you know, uh, <laughs> just freaking. He's ridiculous, dude. The stuff that he says, I'm going to sue you so bad that you're going to have to part your hair to poop. Like, come on. Like, that's just genius. <laughs> and uh, and then Mox coming out of the crowd, you could tell he was so hyped, uh, you know, because the crowd was there. Uh, they were all, you know, in their safe little areas and pods or whatever they're calling while all wearing masks. Uh, there literally was no shots of any people without masks on. So good on AEW. Um, I actually wanted to touch base on this because I didn't think it was news. I just figured we'd talk about it later. Uh, but like Ryan Satin's kind of ragging on Tony Khan for doing this, but he came out before Dynamite and just said, "Hey guys, uh, I'd really like it if you guys didn't, you know, didn't chant things that have like the F word in them or anything like that, and make sure that you guys have your masks on because we will not be showing you guys if you do not have your masks on. Um, you know, we're going to be panning towards the crowd, so everybody keep your masks on at all times. Like, just laying down the rules, man. And it makes for a better uh, experience, so that way you don't have a bunch of jack-offs in the crowd, uh, you know, screaming the F-word on live TV and not wearing their masks, being uh, idiots. So, I think it was good on Tony Khan and not, you know, let's rag on him for doing the smart, right thing. I don't know. Sounds weird, but... John Moxley coming through the crowd, right? And he's just feeling it all over again, feeling that, that uh, you know, power that these wrestlers get from the crowd, from us as fans. And um, going down there and, and basically pulling one out on uh, uh, old MJF and his, uh, his lawyer, man, a page 17, where he is going up against Smart Mark Sterling next week. Uh, on dynamite so that's going to be a really fucking cool match uh i don't know if you know this but uh smart mark sterling's actually a really good wrestler man he's he's really talented and uh 
He's worked a lot with, you know, Brian Myers, uh, Matt Cardona, MJF, uh, all those people. Chris Statlander, he's done a lot of stuff with her, so he's a really good wrestler, man. I hope you give him a chance. I hope they actually let him wrestle instead of just, you know, putting his hands up and cowering in fear. I'm a just a lawyer, man. Uh, but what did you have on this whole contract signing thing? I loved it, dude. I think first and foremost, like you did. Yeah. Nobody went through a table. <laughs> there was no physical altercation. <laughs> like it was a legit like contract signing that put over the match. I think the one consistent thing that MJF has been doing is he actually in all of his promos, he does put over John Moxley as like a good wrestler. You know, uh, he and this was no different. You know, he started off as saying, I thought you were one trick pony. I was wrong. Turns out you're good. You're real good. Blah, 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 blah. You're a badass. Um, you know, I he is an obnoxiously believable heel. And that's what I love about MJF. But I mean, historically speaking, he has not put the in-ring performance in that has matched his um, promo skills. So. Hopefully Moxley can bring out the best of him in their impending match. Um, I forget somebody on the commentary desk even said something like that. You know, let's see if he can back up his big words with a good match here. Um, like you mentioned, John Moxley getting in there, cutting awesome promo as well. Like he, we, you know, he always does. Adding in page seventeen, like you said, paradigm shift not going to be banned uh, in that match. He's going to tap. I mean, we'll get into our predictions, but he's going to tap him out for sure. Um, but. I I unfortunately think for your buddy um, Mark Sterling, I think he is uh, going to take a, a big ass whooping next week unless MJF <laughs> oh, yeah. interferes. Yeah, I mean, you might get like the, you know, the two on one or the, you know, the multiple person beat down. They, who knows? I, I think next week's going to tell be a big tell what might happen, because recently, if you kind of go back and watch, I mean, they have more times than not kind of unfortunately falling into that 50 50 booking where the person who goes over on the dynamite before usually is taking the L at the pay-per-view. So um, we'll see, we'll see kind of what happens here. Um, but anyway, that's for next week. You know, we move right on from there uh, to a, uh, a promo with Santana and Ortiz telling best friends it's time to pay their dues. Are you rolling that promo? I don't have it. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? Do you have anything have- to add to it? Um, pr- pretty much. I just, I loved it, man. It was really good. Um, it's just showing, uh, you know, the more aggressive side and I'm hoping that, um, we get more of, you know, this, uh, just proud and powerful tag team promos, storylines, stuff like that. Kind of give them, yeah. get them away from the inner circle gimmick altogether. It would be nice to kind of you don't have to split the inner circle up, but just make it to where they can come out on their own. And it's not like a big party. Of well, yeah, inner circle you, people. Um, you do say that, but I'm, I, I, I agree with you. I do. They did even mention like the inner circle of beef with orange Cassidy being kind of the reason that they got involved, which kind of tied the inner circle in with the storyline, which, you know, it, this one seemed to ha- be standing on its own without that tie to the inner circle. So, I was disappointed to see them tie that together because it just seemed unnecessary, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, after this, we actually had uh, a pretty good little car crash. Uh, it was Sonny uh, and Joey plus uh, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Bulletproof Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, versus 
Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, and The Blade. Uh, obviously, The Butcher and The Blade and Pentagon and Phoenix uh, were very aggressive during this match and really got in a lot of offense. Um, you know, Eddie's cutting that promo in the beginning, talking about, like, look, this isn't a stable. Uh, these are all my homies from the Indies, uh, and I just want this, you know, put them all over and see them do good. So, uh, you know, shut the fuck up, <laughs> basically. Um, but it was, it was really, really good, man. Eddie Kingston is obviously great on the microphone. And I think that's why they're putting them out there, uh, with this group of guys. Um, in the picture in picture, man, uh, there was a lot of stuff going on, uh, just pure chaos. Um, and they had the death dude, Joey Janela hit a death Valley driver on the apron. And as soon as that got done, uh, freaking Pentagon hit his, uh, package pile driver, the Penta driver, um, right on the apron to Joey Janela. Uh, I mean, you got huge chops from Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, but you ended up getting double teamed, uh, by the butcher and the blade and then by the Lucha bros, uh, to pin, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. For the win here for the, uh, the bad guys, pretty much, <laughs> uh, Butcher and Blade and Lucha Bros. What did you have on this? Yeah, man, this was a fun little match. Um, I thought uh, Brian Pillman Jr. stood out here, man. He looked, um, he looked great here. Um, this was kind of a match that, though it was back and forth, uh, the bad guys were really, really in control of this match. Um, I say the majority of the time here. Um, but yeah, I like what Eddie Kingston's doing. Um, this match was it kind of, again, it went down exactly the way I, I thought it was gonna go down. This bad romance team is not picking up wins. The blonde blonde boys are not picking up any wins. So it's like, you know, they're gonna obviously be putting over the other guys here. I think the 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 meat of it, the news comes after where Eddie Kingston hops back on the mic and says one of his men is gonna win the casino battle royale at all out. So now we know, in addition to the four that you mentioned earlier, we will have uh, Penta, El Zero Miedo, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, and The Blade all also in the Casino Battle Royale at All Out. I hope Eddie Kingston joins that as well. I would really he like said, to see him in that match. He said himself too. Did he? Good, good, yeah, good. I must man. have missed that. That's so, yeah, so the five, So the five of them. So now we know the first nine competitors of the uh, Casino Battle Royale. So um, from there, we move on to the segment that I was probably most excited for um move going into this week it was the uh newly crowned tnt champion uh one mr Brody lee the exalted one uh to celebrate the tnt t- championship victory from Brody lee from last week they they started off by bringing out a casket signifying the burial of cody rhodes um a nice bit of storytelling Brody lee keeps us all waiting comes out looking as dapper as ever and what can only be described as a suit that a one Vinnie Mac would wear. Um, but he looked sharp, man. He looked fly. I think he looks great. I love, love, love his character. Love everything he's doing. Um, you know, evil Uno putting over with that casket saying they buried the nightmare family. Um, Anna J in a big spot here coming out to the ring Brody Lee, I told you, I think she's taking over the Dark Order. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Freshly squeezed Orange Zachary calling it. Anna Jay taking over the Dark Order. She's number nine. Um, 
What's that? She's number 99. 99, the Queen Slayer, which is a nice little uh, ode to uh, the King Slayer, the Beast Slayer, whatever Seth Rollins used to be calling himself. He's calling her the uh, Queen Slayer. (laughs) So uh, he's putting over himself, of course, putting over the Dark Order, saying there's not a soul on earth who can touch him. Um, You know, even laying out freaking Stu Grayson, who couldn't get his. Uh, or Stu Dose, whatever you want to call him, who couldn't stop talking and putting over uh, Brody Lee, and he finally uh, ate a right hand from Brody Lee. But he does a great job of putting himself over. John Silver, um, yeah, John Silver, man. Uh, I'm so happy, Mister Brody Lee. I've been, uh, I've been partying since Saturday. Or something oh like yeah, that. it's been great. <laughs> but uh, more meat of the segment. At, at uh, one point, we uh, now presume that. Tay Conti or Tay has uh, accepted a position in the Dark Order as well. Uh, we learned during this, they kind of pan to a little thing at ringside that she does, and uh, Evil Uno hands her a folder. Um, you know, then reaches out for an embrace with Anna J. So I believe we're going to see the women's side of the Dark Order be growing as well. I told you, man, watch Cody's going away, and Brody Lee is going to hold this title for three months. Dark Order is going to infect AEW. And only one man, one man can save the company from the darkness that is the Dark Order. That is the American Nightmare, the Prince of Pro Wrestling, Cody. You're going to have his triumphant return to slay the Dark Order. You heard that one here first. I, don't I think know he's you would love that, though. What's I, that? I don't think he's taking it back. I think somebody else is. somebody else will take it. Nah, but that would be a cool storyline eventually. I really do think so. Um, but in any case, uh, all, all mayhem broke loose after this Dustin Rhodes and cutie Marshall come out. Um, eventually Scorpio sky is coming out as well. Uh, you know, he's had his problems with the dark order in the past. So, um, just a pretty disjointed thing. Nobody else came out. Um, that was all there was. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, oh, Matt Cardona came out also the thousand dollar broski. that's right woo 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 you know it here comes matt cardona hitting his little finisher on uh on one of the dark order members on the uh at the top of the uh entrance ramp there coming out helping clean house ripping off his shirt hulk hogan style even though he didn't need to it was Um, awesome but uh, i know you loved it but he's uh, always ready man always always ready ready. always ready matt cardona was that one of his six appearances i'm just kidding um so yeah, what'd you have on this one, man? I, dude, I love this segment, man. I, I really loved all the promos. Uh, I liked, you know, Evil Uno's uh, contribution to all of this, like looking like a, a ringleader at first uh, of this cult. And uh, I mean, they had everybody out there. Cole Cabana was out there, the whole gang. And uh, I really liked... Uh, them putting over Anna Jay, making you know her seem like she had a really big spotlight. Uh, the Tay Conti thing didn't happen until like two more segments later or something like that. No big oh, deal. Oh, weird. It, 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 yeah, it kind of blurs together on me too, but I just remember writing it down separate going, man, they really did come all the way back out there just to do this little oh, segment wow. with Tay Conti. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, Matt Cardona coming to save the day was pretty awesome. He really didn't have to rip off a shirt. It was kind of pointless, but cool nonetheless. You know, always ready. He's just trying to show off. 
that he uh, he's got the Dark Order's number. So that'll be a match next week. It'll be Matt Cardona, the Natural Nightmares, and Scorpio Sky versus the Dark Order. So I'm pumped for that. You get to see him in action. I can't wait to see. Is it going to you... be the uh, Is it going to be the Beaver, Beaver Boys and Evil Unknown Stu Grayson, or is Brody in that match? I think it's um, f- three, four, five, and six, or okay. five and ten. So, I oh, think... Preston Vance is coming back. Yeah, I think it's Preston Vance and uh, Beaver Alan Boys Angels. and Alan Angels. Yeah, I think it's all of them. Maybe okay. you'll have to look at it again. It might be Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. I don't know. I didn't even pay attention. I just know we'll, dark. dark we'll, we'll have our numbers. shit together by the end of the show. We'll yeah. know it. We'll know who it is. Dark order numbers. Um, <laughs> after this, we had a fantastic storytelling moment from Nick and Matt Jackson cutting a little thing on Hangman, kicking him out of the elite officially throwing a drink in his face, calling him a drunk, calling him a jobber, um, you know, busting the the mirror as they rant, you know, slam the door on the way out. Hangman left looking into a broken mirror. Uh, You know, dude, the metaphors, man, the metaphors are throwing at you. This was awesome. This is great storyline telling or storytelling. I don't know why I said storyline telling. Um I love this. What do you think about this, man? <sighs> well, I I understand why you like it. Um, and, of course, I'm a big fan of the storyline itself. But like I've been saying, Hangman already made his intentions clear. I mean, you we both follow along with being the elite. Like, he said it more than one time. Like, the thing that they've got, like, he's not a part of it. Like, I don't understand. I guess that's where I, what I don't get. Like, maybe I missed something in the continuity of the storyline, but they say he's out of the elite officially. But I thought he had already pulled himself out of the elite. You know what I'm saying? He was, like, he was kept saying, he, but, I'm done, guys. I don't want to be the, you know, the worst guy in this group. And they kept telling him, no, dude, you're good. Like you've always been good enough. And that's why he said, even Matt was like, dude, you've always been good. You just, you didn't believe in yourself and stuff like that. But now we're done with you. You're not allowed back in. We're done with you. No, I get that. I get that. Like I said, I just think that he had, he had pretty much made his intentions clear. It was clear to me that like, that was not going to be, a forever thing like that was imminently going to be over so um of course officially over now splashing him in the face of that brown water shattering the mirror they get this water. nice little what's that <laughs> brown water <laughs> brown water oh yeah bourbon in the eyes is gonna burn like crazy dude maybe so, it's like eh, not... i could take a jack shower <laughs> yeah well i'm good what do you got what do you got but anyway they get the uh nice little camera shot there broken mirror adam page looking into the broken mirror um are we looking into like a character change is he gonna drop the hangman for a little bit are we gonna see a new adam page um i think the answers to all of our questions will be found out here within the next two weeks um it'll be interesting to see how they continue the storyline um what they do on dynamite and kind of what they say for all out i'm really really interested to see in that all out uh tag match this coming weekend so um really cool segment um Jeff, you kind of were the first one that I kind of heard out there calling that, like, you know, things like this were going to be happening. And, um, you know, 
most of your predictions are coming true. So we'll see if uh, <laughs> they we'll literally see how this, uh, they took my storyline with Britt Baker and and Revel like uh, Reba right. and literally worked right. like just line for line that I said came all true. So it was, it's been right. kind of cool. Right. Dude, they should hire you as a writer. But speaking of which, it's a good segue. Um, next, we move into the handicap match. We had uh, Big Swole versus Rebel, Reba, Reba, Rebel, Reba, Reba. Again, Penelope Ford, the always lovely. And technically, Dr. Britt Baker was in this match. It was a three-on-one match, quote-unquote. Of course, never seeing really any action except with the crutch. Um this is an interesting little match, and I don't know if I mentioned they were going up against Big Swole. So um, what was on the line here was if Big Swole got the victory, uh, she was going to get to see Dr. Uh, Britt Baker in a match, and I believe that she gets to, to – I don't – I know she's facing her all out. I was thinking for a second that uh, she was going to get to pick the stipulation, but I don't think that that's true. Um, but on the other hand, at the heels one, uh, Britt Baker was going to give free dental to Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian and promise that Rebel would do makeup for Penelope Ford. So a lot on the line in this match. So all competitors were geared up, ready to go. Um, of course, the, uh, you know, the heels controlling early. Um, Big Swole, you know, got some offense in there, got a nice headbutt, like a brutal looking headbutt on Penelope Ford earlier in this match. Um, like I said, Britt Baker kind of getting involved with their crutch. Um you know, this was just a, a nice back and forth match. They're really playing up that Rebel doesn't know how to wrestle, and she totally does. I thought that was uh, still really interesting storytelling on them. But in any case, um, not too, too much to this match. Big Swole ends up getting the win. Um, yeah, and so now we're going to have uh, Britt Baker versus Big Swole at All Out, just like you called. Yes, sir. Um, now, this is where we had that Dark Order take on T segment where she – given the pamphlet and asked to join the Dark Order, you know, hugs Anna J, tag team partners, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we had, like, this review of last week's Jericho, like, dousing Orange Cassidy with the bubbly, the beatdown, all that stuff, um, right before we get into our main event of the night, um, which was really short, man. I, I didn't understand why they went this path. I obviously other things ran long, and is why they yeah they get actually that much. Uh, did that was on the uh, wrestling news website. They talked about how other segments went long, um, so they and I, I think the uh, promo, the uh, world title match promo, all that stuff went long. Uh, the Dark Order segment obviously went pretty long, so yeah, they ended up just having to cut it from the main event. Yeah, because this match starts off heated and it never stops. Uh, the picture in picture, you know, jumping knees and the GTH, uh, Sammy uh, jumps but misses Matt and goes through a table, smacking hit the side of his head with some of the metal legs and gushes him wide open. Uh, he's busted open. He's busted open. Um, you know, and then Matt missing. Uh, <laughs> through the going through the table uh the the chair twist of fate holy fuck that must have hurt sammy guevara is just uh, just taking this shit and then they had the superplex onto the table with a chair underneath it um just insane matt hardy insane for taking that bump a superplex through a deleted table with a chair directly underneath it uh so, what'd you have on this match? 
this quick like yeah, man, seven it, minutes yeah yeah you're totally right it was a little sprint um i liked it um they didn't have enough time to tell a really good story here uh their story obviously has been brewing over the last few months so we obviously had all that backstory coming into it but like as far as an in-ring perspective they didn't really have time for this to breathe so uh again i thought it was a good showing uh, i was really happy to see sammy Guevara get the win here he's been taking a lot of heat but i think he's been open to doing these things like taking these nasty bumps and uh, and doing things like that to help gain favor back in the locker room and show like hey like i'm not just going to be a young guy that's like taking this opportunity that's been given to me to have tv time and like be a dick like someone like braun Strowman was you know i'm going to be thankful and still work my ass off so that's definitely refreshing i'm glad he got the win here he needs it more than matt hardy especially at these points in their careers um but yeah i, I wish it would have had more time to breathe as a match and then all of a sudden orange cassidy's music hits a little half thumbs up like i'm sitting here holding attacking jericho who was behind the announce table um referees come out try to stop it um no one can stop it, it, it it's kind of I think they were trying to capture the magic of the first brawl that they had that busted orange Cassidy open. If you remember that, that was a great, great brawl, but um, you know, he connects with this yeah, Superman elbow, whatever they're calling it um, on Jericho. <laughs> um, he, he, you know, he just on top of him beating the crap out of him. Um, and that's how we uh, end this week's of uh, edition of dynamite. What you have on that? Oh yeah, dude. Full sprint full sprint at Jericho man it was really cool uh even <laughs> even Tony and uh JR going what the fuck is going on <laughs> it's like they didn't they weren't clued in on what was happening um nice little segment to continue the uh the rubber match that uh Jericho is calling for here so uh other than that man uh, that was it for dynamite for us uh, and let's get into the official match of the week. So my match of the week is actually going to be absolute Ricky Starks versus the captain, Sean Dean. Uh, now, I like this match for a couple of reasons, mainly the two guys in it working really hard. Great match. Uh, I mean, nothing like, like we were talking off air, nothing really like stood out to me uh, that really just was over the top. So this was actually my favorite match to watch because I was invested in both of these characters. Uh, I really like both of these guys. So, um, yeah, that's my match of the week. What do you have? Um, You're right, man. This this week uh, didn't really burn the house down any of the matches. There were no uh, instant classics, if you will. So I'm going to give the gauntlet match my nod for match of the week. This week, you know, you had four little mini matches in one. I'm sorry, three little mini matches in one, um, which is kind of more than you bargained for. That was a fun little way to open Dynamite. Um, lots of good storytelling in that. Uh, shame that Chuck Taylor got hurt in that match, but seems to be fine because um, they have uh, been announced uh, in a match against Santana and Ortiz. It's going to be next week. I'm um, not going to be at all out. They're not going to wait. So uh, we might as well dive right into that next week on uh, Dynamite. So far, we have announced proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz will be taking on best friends in a tag match. Uh, as we talked about earlier, we have the champion John Moxley versus MJF's Esquire Mark Sterling. 
Uh, we will have Chris Jericho in a tune-up match for his Orange Cassidy match. He's going to be taking on the bad boy, Joy Janela. And then we have another eight-man tag match because AEW loves them some eight-man tag matches. We have the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. They're going to be taking on SoCal Uncensored, SCU, and Private Party. Um, and as an added caveat to this match, the winning team will face each other at All Out. So um, that's what we've got so far on tap for Dynamite. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see uh, see some more stuff than just that. Uh, four matches definitely aren't going to carry us through an entire week of Dynamite. So, um, yeah, that's where we're looking at Dynamite. Now, things are going to change for us next week, um, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, will be jet-setting off to be getting married this week. So uh, I won't talk to you guys again before All Out. Um, Jeff's got some exciting stuff he's going to tell you about All Out. But um, since I'm not going to get to record with Jeff uh, until after All Out, um, I did want to go ahead and do some predictions for the matches that have been announced so far for All Out. So if we can kind of move on into that, if you're ready for that. Um, uh, let's go ahead and I want you to go ahead and pick your winner for the eight-man tag match next week. Um, so you're going to pick the teams that you think will face each other at All Out. And then I want you to go ahead and give your prediction for who you think is going to win that match. Um, not Jungle Boy and the bucks who's the other team you don't think so it's a private party in scu yeah i think it's them facing off at all out i think the bucks are gonna lose again really yeah or maybe jungle boy gets pinned or luchasaurus or something like that i don't think they're gonna be on the card for all out i think they're gonna interfere in the match with uh hangman and kenny interfere in that match and they drop the belts and that's what brings up this, the animosity. Um, FTR, you know, taking the belts from Kenny and Hangman. Maybe. I don't know. That's just a storyline I'm pitching. Yeah. Pitching out in the well, universe. You, you and I happen to be in agreement on that um, as far as next week's Dynamite is concerned. Who do you have winning that tag match between SCU and Private Party? Um, I'm hoping private party scu man christopher yeah. daniels i'm just over him so private party put him over let's get it yeah definitely um we're in agreement there as well i've got a uh, private party going in over on that um next so far announced we have the dark order it's going to be brody lee colt cabana evil ono and Stu grace and taking on always ready matt cardona scorpio sky and the natural nightmares dustin rose and qt marshall uh, which means we're guaranteed to see Allie as well Maybe even Brandy. Who do you like in that match? Matt Cardona's winning with his uh, radio silence. <laughs> That's who's winning. Yeah, I think we'll uh, <laughs> think we'll be in disagree. We'll be in disagreement there. I think Dark Order's going over on this one. I think mm. Brody Lee keeps his momentum going. I think they give Colt Cabana the win here. Or so um, after that. Um, Let's go to the uh, AEW Women's World Championship match. We have the champion Hikaru Shida versus the challenger, the NWA Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. Who do you like in that match? Well, I want Shida to win, but I kind of think they're going to have Thunder Rosa win just so she'll get featured more. But that wouldn't make sense to have their talent go over. Maybe they're just going to have a banger of a match and Sheeta's going to retain, and then maybe we'll see some storyline promos or vignettes or Vicky Guerrero coming out and yelling at Hikaru Shida after the match. Who knows? Um, 
Man, this one's been a tough one for me. I think uh, I think they're ready to pull the trigger on this unpredictability. You can't keep running guys in here or, or ladies at this point in here that have no other affiliation with the company and put them in these high-profile matches to always lose because we're going to go into these matches being like, look, like why would they give it to a non-roster person? But... I mean, they're going to be different. I, I think they're pulling the trigger here. I think they're going to give the belt to Thunder Rosa. I don't think it's going to be a long reign. Um, I, I, I think it'll be short-lived here, but I think it's it's going to be great from a storyline perspective. Um, yeah, I think uh, they're going to pull the trigger. I think they're going to get uh, Thunder Rosa the belt here. Um, so from there, let's go ahead and move on to the Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy rubber match. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of months have been building up to this uh, seemingly final point in this feud. Um, the winner, obviously, you would think is going to be the winner of this feud. Who do you like here? I mean, Chris Jericho can take a loss easily and be fine, but if Cassidy loses here, he's going to have to go back down either to the you know back down a couple slots here. He won't be one of these top guys running around facing Chris Jericho for a while. So um, I got Orange Cassidy going over here. Okay. Um, we are we are definitely in agreement there. Jericho does not need to win here. Orange Cassidy needs to win um, to lend himself some credibility. Um, so, yeah, or I think Orange Cassidy goes over here in the uh, in the rubber match, just like he did in the penultimate, penultimate match as well. Um so uh, this one's going to be hard to call because we don't know all the entrants. Um, but let's uh, let's go ahead and get your prediction for the twenty-one uh, man casino battle royale match. I'd say. Um, do you want to pick one or three names on this one? Uh, let's pick three names. Okay, go ahead. Give me your three. Uh, Matt Cardona. Um, maybe Scorpio Sky, and. Um, Ricky Starks. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say Penta. Um, I don't think Lance Archer, cause I think he's going to move into a program of cage. I definitely think they were alluding to that. So I'm going to say Penta, um, hangman, I think has a chance to win this match. I think he might be pulling double duty that night. It kind of depends on where the tag tag team match lands on the card. Um, but if the tag team match lands before, um, then I could see him potentially in this match. If this match kicks it off, then I don't think that. So, um, hmm. Penta. Fuck it. I am going to go Penta, Lance Archer, or Scorpio Sky, I think. Yeah, I think Scorpio Sky is going to be going for that TNT title, man. The way he was squaring off with Brody Lee. Uh, there's something brewing there, man. I think that's going to be a great match if it ever uh, comes down to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, we got two matches left. Um, let's just go with uh, the big one here. Tag team titles. Omega and Page, FTR. Going to be a barn burner of a match, hopefully. Who you got? FTR, man. Screwy ending. Maybe Spears finally comes into the mix. Uh, maybe get uh, Hangman just losing on purpose or all sad and mopey and 
loses, and then you you see Kenny give him the one wing angel. Finally, put the nail in the coffin. Um, so yeah, that's my prediction. I agree. I do not know how this will end. Um, something's something's bound to happen. I mean, obviously, we've been building to this uh, boiling point here. Um, what better way to uh, finally get to that point than it all out? So FTR going over the end of Omega and Page as you know it. Uh, the longest reigning AEW World Tag Team Champions. Their reign will come to an end on September 5th, next Saturday, which leads us to our main event, most likely uh, John Moxley versus MJF for the AEW World Championship. Uh, as of today, John Moxley has been the champion for 181 days, uh, one day behind Chris Jericho's uh, unprecedented inaugural reign of 182 days. So by the time John Moxley uh, defends that bell. He will have been the champion for, I believe, 189 or 190 days. So he will officially be the longest reigning AEW World Heavyweight Champion in history. Jeff, you tell me now, does that reign continue? Um, no, I think they're putting the belt on MJF. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that they are. I think it'll be a another John Moxley in Chase mode because we all know John Moxley does well in chase mode so maybe maybe it's a quick reign by mjf and uh moxley retains or i don't know maybe he does keep it maybe he keeps it and starts a feud with somebody else right away i don't know it just seems like mjf hasn't lost uh really for a reason um so yeah um i'm going with i'm going with mjf so let's just keep that yeah, we're going to disagree again on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Moxley. I don't think I would be sorely disappointed. Now, I, do I believe MJF is – I don't – you know what? I, I can't say I believe anything about him. I think that would all be conjecture. But what I do see from him is a, is a kid who is very talented on the mic, much more talented than I am on the mic, obviously. Um, but again, as we've discussed on this show, never really – giving that a performance in the ring um, when, when the, especially when the lights have been brightest um, to me, you know, we've talked about who's going to be the first non WWE uh, champion, you know, to be the uh, AEW world champion. I don't believe that MJF is that guy. I don't think it's the right way to go. It doesn't mean they won't go that way. Um, but because me personally, I'd rather, I believe that I'd rather see somebody like, the cleaner or, um, uh, you know, hangman Adam page be that first non WWE guy to hold the AEW belt. I think Kenny Omega is far more deserving. So, uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, but I, I think Mox retains, um, it just seems to make the most sense to me. Uh, they built up this paradigm shift. Uh, MJF can take the loss here. I, I don't think he hurts himself too much by taking the loss here. Well, is that, uh, is that the whole card? That's the whole card so far. Just those seven matches. So uh, we'll see if anything else comes on. We'll see if they give that 21-man uh, battle royal, um, you know, the time it deserves. You know, conceivably, you know, you're talking that Sheeta Rosa match hopefully goes 20, 30 minutes. Uh, the tag match could go 20, 30 minutes. Um, I'm talking about the tag championship match. You would think the casino battle royal would be 45 to an hour. Yeah, I mean... I think we're going to have a nice little pay-per-view. I think maybe you'll see some matches added. Maybe the uh, 
best friends Santana Ortiz match has a screwy ending and they have to have another match at all out, like I said, with a stipulation like a street fight or something like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. So when will you be back? Ladies and gentlemen, I will be back on your airwaves uh, for the week following all out. Um, I will officially be back in town um, later on that week, actually on the night of dynamite. So um, I will be uh, back to talk to you about the dynamite following all out. So Jeff will be on solo airwaves with you next week to talk about dynamite. Right, buddy. Oh yeah. And then uh, I will see you that following week for the fallout of all out. Um, that rhymed. Yeah, I'm um, excited about that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be really good, man. I, Maybe I will, some storylines. Yeah, dude. You know, you know what's great is I'll be watching All Out from the comfort of a yurt in the mountains in Colorado after <laughs> uh, after I'll be newly married. So it'll be the good life for me, living the married life, hanging in the mountains, watching AEW All Out. I'm sure my wife, my new wife, is going to be very pleased with me. Oh yeah, she's really going to love that. Well, congratulations, man. <laughs> uh, you guys know where to hit us up. Uh, me at a hundred elite pod or my personal Twitter page at J Englert 88. Um, you can hit Zach up on Twitter at freshly squeeze orange Zachity. That's the O R A N G E Z A C I T Y. That's orange Zacity. I love the pe- orange pizza, orange Zacity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ball and if you guys want to check out the music at the end of this podcast hit up my boy edge at edge music on youtube just google it you'll find or youtube it you'll find it um hit him up on twitch at edge uh 419 uh he's got youtube at edge 419 and then hit him up on twitter bug crap out of him edge underscore 419 and i think that will do it for us guys uh we will see you guys on the next one see you buddy Best so you friends. can call me legion but we are many you are one we have plenty you have some you're taking this so serious but i'm only doing this for fun you're walking backwards while i run met without because you're out done open my mouth as i erupt regretting what you just begun you're never stopping me you're never stopping this you never saw me coming but you must acknowledge this so i'll just bring the heat and leave them powerless to try to step to me so maybe you should crawl a bit